0: Coming up on past the secret sauce
1: and here's the cool thing the what makes it possible is the universal law of polarity so the universal law of polarity says that nothing in this universe exists in a half everything is existing in a whole in equal and opposite so meaning. For there to be an up, there's a down. For there to be an in, there's an out. Mm-hmm. Meaning if lack exists, then the equal and opposite opportunity for abundance must equally exist uh, interesting. at the same moment in time. Yeah. Like not a different moment. Everything's happening simultaneously. The illusion is that there's a time, but time is a human construct, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything's actually happening in the same moment in time and the cool thing is is that when we can understand that and we can understand that there's a reticular activating system in the back of our brain that RAS, it literally based on our decisions it will filter out everything that doesn't match what we believe even when it doesn't make it true because the equal and opposite is equally available
0: Welcome to the show, I'm Matt Shields. On Past the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we have Mia Hewitt, who is the founder of Aligned Intelligence. We had such an amazing conversation. Mia's company, and and what Mia really is doing is curing entrepreneurs. She focuses on entrepreneurs, but really the the message that Mia and I talked about today really is something that pretty well everyone can relate to. What we talked about was extracting your your ego and we get into what exactly that means but basically and she explained this if if you're what or if you're listening to this this might be one episode that you want to watch on youtube because she actually got out her, her dry erase board at one point and you know sort of started making these visualizations to explain these concepts and these theories but really what we were talking about is everyone when they were growing up and at a very very young age has suffered some type of trauma and as she as she mentions it doesn't necessarily mean that that is you know an abusive situation or anything like that it could be just something like you know someone took your toy away or or something along those lines when you were very 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 little and that shaped the way that you started looking at the world and mia gets into you know what that means and how that is impacting your life and and how it might be blocking you in certain areas of your life as well. Again, Mia focuses in on entrepreneurs and and focus and, and specializes in entrepreneurs. But some of the, the concepts and the ideas and theories, and I don't even call it theories. I mean, this absolutely makes sense. And I actually started talking about some of my own personal experiences. And I can absolutely see the correlation. So really, really powerful message. Great, great conversation with Mia. It was a lot of fun. I really hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secret Sauce with Mia Hewitt.
1: I actually, you know, there was a a big portion of my childhood where I was poor. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there wasn't much of any dinner (laughs) being had. My mom and dad divorced when I was about 13 years old, and we moved back from South America, from Venezuela, and I grew up in South Florida. And we did not have any money. So she was a single mother on a beginner's teacher salary with four girls. So our house was like the house in the, down the street, you know, whose roof was falling off. Our house was like so infested with fleas that unfortunately it, they literally killed my dog. Um, wow. They literally sucked the blood out of them. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I had I had a really, pretty crazy childhood when it yeah. comes to that. So I don't have a really great story about how dinner tables were. I started working when I was 13 years old. Okay. So the way that I I got to eat was when I worked.
0: Okay. Well that's yeah. and that's good. so so that that is your story. I mean, that is your yeah. you know you, it doesn't matter about the dinner table. That's that's yeah. you're bringing up. You know, that's that's just a metaphor just for, you know, what those beginning years were like. So so we, you you mentioned when we, you know, we just were chatting briefly before yeah. we start recording here, that you've been an entrepreneur for 33 years now, yes. correct? Yes. So, so basically, does that go to, back to when you were 13?
1: Oh, I don't even know if I counted that. I'm 53. Okay. Is that the math add up? I don't even know I, if I, don't I don't counted know. that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say- I guess it'd be I more like to...
0: 40 years. I guess- Okay. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Like if you count that, then for sure, right? But I was working for, at 13, I went to work- you know, right away, uh, there was a a family owned wings and raw bar. And they actually had me like work under the table and everything. So I was able to work for them and eat for free. And, you know, make some money, which I'm so to this day, I'm so grateful for that family. But that that's how I Yeah, that's how I grew up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you obviously, you know, incredible, incredible story of perseverance and survival there. Do you think that that sort of shaped your path toward going toward
1: entrepreneurialism? Oh, completely. Like the the day that my dog died, I remember making two really important decisions. Like I remember making the decision, I will never be poor. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it but I know that I will not be poor. Mm-hmm. And the the second thing, you know, and once I figured it out, that I would give it to the world. Like I really mm-hmm. would share what this was once I figured it out. The second decision that I made inside of that was I would never have a child or an animal that I couldn't afford to feed. Okay. And yeah. those decisions completely shaped me from that moment forward into why I became so driven of like, I don't know what this is going to take mm-hmm. but i've got to i've got to do it right and i've built two multi-million dollar companies so the first one i did completely through burnout okay. and through like survival like i you know because i was poor i was like you know i remember thinking like what's the what's the thing that people would need to have the most you know insurance seemed really good right like yeah, it's like yeah. everybody needs it you it's mandated by law right you know, when people used to, my clients used to laugh at me because they're like, you're in the wrong field, you know, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely shapes you. I would say there's, there was a moment though, that I will love to share with you that actually shapes every single human being, like anyone who's listening. I want to tell you what I found that nobody has understood this. And when you see this and you understand it, it will begin to be it is the number one catalyst that will set yourself free okay. from any kind of struggling and striving and, you know, trying to survive. Got it. Like, so, yeah. So, so real, real quick, before we get to yeah, that, I can't wait to,
0: I can't wait to hear that, but going back to, you know, sort of your, your struggles, you, you mentioned that you built that, that multimillion dollar business, the first business, you know, through sheer burnout. What, what was your life like? Yeah. then, because I'm assuming I know where this is going, but just kind of explain, you know, what your day was like and what you felt like you had to do, Sure. Uh, you know, day in and day out with that business.
1: Sure. Well, I co it. So um, my husband at the time, like we built it together and everything was like how to survive the next day. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think I ever had a thought of what it would really feel like thriving and the fascinating thing is that when you are in that habit of surviving when you become wealthy you actually don't stop that habit of trying to survive you just Mm -hmm. become a wealthy person trying to survive (laughs) (laughs) that's the funniest thing i remember being like what what is happening here like I thought we were, you know, like we're wealthy, we shouldn't feel this way, but that anxiety or that feeling of, so for me, it was constantly, I was totally intimidated by any domineering personality. So if any domineering personality came in my office, even though I was the owner, all my staff wanted to hide. The guy would always ask for me. And then I would just become this, the dumbest person in the room. Like my brain would shut down. I would go into a frozen state. I couldn't really make sense of my words. I never sounded like I knew what I was talking about, but I did know what I was talking about, but like, I couldn't, nothing would come out. I couldn't communicate it effectively. And I would get triggered by people of that personality all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like a huge people pleaser. So in how I would go into burnout is instead of like me really being great at delegating and having people do what they need to do, having the right people in the right position, doing the right things every day, I would constantly take more on my plate and I would be the one doing it because I was like always in the pleasing mode and not wanting to offend somebody, not wanting, you know, afraid of what people thought about me, afraid of um, people's judgments. I was always in my mind worried about, am am I doing that right? Is that right? Did I do that wrong? Was that wrong? Was that right? And I would literally exhaust myself every day inside of the rights and wrongs of how I should be doing it
0: and that's that's exactly where i thought you were going with it and you you probably also felt like you you had to do it because you could do it the best you know what if what if, what if somebody else screwed it up you know then then what would happen then i have to tell somebody else that you know, it was my fault. I screwed it up, even though it wasn't you. So you felt like you had to you know, take the onus all oh, on your own shoulders.
1: Totally. Because I was so in fear of doing it wrong or getting it wrong mm-hmm. that if they got it wrong, that meant I got it wrong because yeah. I'm the one who allowed it. Right. So ultimately I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. So I took all the burdens. I took all of the stuff on like all the all the stuff. And it, yeah, it's, it's
0: not fun. No, no, (laughs) it's exhausting. I've been there. I I did the exact same thing. I did the exact same thing. I had an electrical contracting company that I, you know, that's the exactly way that I ran it too. So you touched on, you know, the, the thing that can set everyone free. And this is kind of the, the, the crux that everybody runs into. Did you sort of learn this to get out of that, that habit or, or set your own self free with
1: that, that first business? Oh, I love that you asked me that because yeah, So when I when I knew like I couldn't figure out how is it that I could be so successful and yet constantly feel like I'm struggling or uh, trying to survive something, and so I've spent a half a million dollars. I've worked with the best and the best of the industry. Mm-hmm. All kinds. of, I did years of therapy. I did years of like personal de- development. I think I've been in personal development since I was like 18. Yeah. I'm, like literally, I've I've really worked with so many people. And the, at the end of the day, why I constantly struggled is they would ultimately get to a place where they would just say, well, just don't think that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was just like, if I could just not think this way, I would have done that a long time ago. Like there has to be something I'm missing, right? Like there always felt like there was this one missing piece that if once I got it, like everything would really click into place. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I had paid a guy very well known in the industry, $50,000 to coach me because I thought, well, surely I just need to keep going higher, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's yeah. like the people don't know it here, but maybe the people at the top know it. So let me just go here. And, you know, I remember paying him $50,000, best-selling author. And I remember him, you know, I'm very coachable. I remember him getting really frustrated with me because I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting the results, like it wasn't happening for me. And so I remember out of frustration, he goes, Mia, you just need to go in your room and lock the door and not come out until you figure this out. And I remember thinking that this is when the ghetto side of me comes out. I remember (laughs) thinking like, you know, I didn't need to pay you no fucking $50,000. I could have just kept it myself, stayed in my own room. But the key that really, that was the catalyst that set me on a journey of like, I became obsessed. I'm not an overnight success. What I can do for people in as little as eight weeks took me, yes, my whole lifetime, but six years of being obsessed in it. I found exactly why people struggle and it's not what they think. I found exactly why I would go into these states um, like that. And I couldn't understand how to get out of them. I didn't know, like, it would be like a rabbit hole that you can't get out of, but now I understand it all. And so I want the world to know, it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's like, it, it really is really wonderful. I don't have an inner critic that runs anymore in my head. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, re- it's really super cool because I'm really present here with you, where in the past I would have been constantly thinking like am I going to do that right or did I say that right or does he agree with that or did I do that wrong or he's not going to like that what should I do different like I would I don't have those thoughts yeah yeah and which it, is so cool
0: I would imagine you probably yeah. sleep a lot better too yeah oh my I mean, gosh I sleep that's, like a that's baby. when it always that's when it always hits right it's always spitting when you try to try to go to sleep
1: Yes. I sleep like a baby. I I mean, I, I haven't had a bad night's sleep in many, many years, like yeah. many years, many, many years. So yeah, you, it just changes everything. It changed my relationships. It changed everything. Like the way I see business. That's why my second business, the, the one that I have now that I built to a multimillion it's, you know, I did it from flow and ease and mm-hmm. thriving and, it's, you know, it's just amazing. It's, it's not even the same, which is, which is that in itself, it's a zone phenomenon. Like, think about it. If I'm going to ground it into like a practical understanding so people can get their minds around it. But I used to run marathons, right? All over the world. I ran the top five marathons in the world. And I remember when I was training this one time for this one particular marathon, I think it was actually Boston. When I ran the boss, you know, train for the Boston marathon inside of the half marathon that I ran to train for that marathon. I remember running one mar- uh, half marathon completely like in hell, like it, it was the worst half marathon of my life. Everything, every part of me hurt mm-hmm. except for my eyeballs. And I remember you like literally running, going like, I have strong eyeballs. I have strong eyeballs That's just bad. to get through it because yeah. I was in so much pain. It was the worst. And the time was exactly like exactly that time that it was. I ran the next half marathon in the same time, completely in bliss, yeah. completely from flow, complete. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that I've... you could.
0: I've Do done that before that? too. I, you I, have. I've, I have, I have, I've run a couple of half marathons, actually one in one was in Wilmington, which you would think Wilmington is relatively flat. Not yeah. so Wilmington, yeah. Wilmington is incredibly hilly. And then you go yeah. over bridges that you got the wind off the ocean. And, oh, that I, I did it once one year, it was complete hell. The next year, again, I got in, like you were saying, I got into that flow and, I didn't even realize it was running, you know. We just it just you Amazing. just do it. So
1: yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So that was like a mind blow for me. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, if this could happen in running, mm-hmm. could this happen in business? Mm-hmm. Like, can you build a multi-million dollar company from complete flow? And I was like, huh. And you absolutely can. The both are equally available at the same moment in time. And here's the cool thing, the what makes it possible is the universal law of polarity. So the universal law of polarity says that nothing in this universe exists in a half. Everything is existing in a whole, in equal and opposite. So meaning, For there to be an up, there's a down. For there to be an in, there's an out. Mm -hmm. Meaning if lack exists, then the equal and opposite opportunity for abundance must equally exist Ah, at the same moment in time. Like not a different moment. Everything's happening simultaneously. The illusion is that there's a time, but time is a human construct, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything's actually happening in the same moment in time and the cool thing is is that when we can understand that and we can understand that there's a reticular activating system in the back of our brain that RAS, it literally based on our decisions it will filter out everything that doesn't match what we believe even when it doesn't make it true because the equal and opposite is equally available
0: Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And and unpack that a little bit more. Like how how would you apply that? Uh, you know, go back to go back to your life, you know, when you were yeah. when you were in the insurance company and burning yourself yeah. out, looking knowing what you know now and looking back you know, yes. at, at that uh, yes. time in your life, how would yeah. you how would you approach things differently?
1: Oh, completely differently. Like so ever so the number one thing to get your head around it is consider there's no such thing as a problem. Mhm. Like, consider.
0: Virtus Technology is a custom business software solution provider. Are you tired of manual entry into an old system that creates more work than it helps? Does your company suffer from constant pain and frustration around its business processes? Do you spend a lot of time and money trying to hunt information down or figure out what is happening in your business? Virtus Technology can help solve all of this. We evaluate your current processes and then create custom software or mobile apps to automate and streamline your business process, eliminating a lot of those pains and frustrations. Unlike other systems, our goal is to digitize your current processes and systems so that your staff's learning curve is very small. If you're ready to take your business operations to the next level, give Virtus Technology
1: a call today and don't trust me test it like for there to be a universal law of polarity for a problem to exist the equal and opposite solution must equally exist mm-hmm. at the same moment in time mm-hmm. so the way we get to it how do we actually see it is here's the key we have to get out of framing statements as like their facts like there's a problem with this, like, oh, those people, you know, are so domineering, they don't know, you know, what it's like to be on the other end of it, that why can't they be nicer to people, we have to get out of the habit of framing it as a fact, Mm -hmm. and instead, get into curiosity. Well, uh aha, I'm curious, like, for them to be so domineering, I wonder what happened in their life Mm -hmm. that has them be so rigid, Like, I wonder what it is like that, that equal and opposite of, you know, where am I being rigid in my own thinking? And how could I then add more flexibility? Because Mm -hmm. the truth is, is that the way that we create anything and how we create is when we make a decision that we're going to have that, whatever X is, and then we hold to that decision. Not forcing the outcome, not letting go of the decision. The decision is X. Mm-hmm. But the way that we get to that X is being really flexible.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. I, I haven't I haven't necessarily made that exact shift, but I, yeah. I mentioned I I had, you know, I had a company that absolutely burned me out as well. And yeah, yeah. the way that I I guess sort of verbalize and, and look at that is I'm a very, very positive person, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. I used to be very much so worried about this, what, whatever the problem is, whatever the issue yeah. is, yeah. oh my God, you know the, the, the sky is falling it, the, there's yes. so many things that are happening. it's so terrible and you would focus and fixate on all of those things yes. And today, I, I mean I've still got you know immense problem or you know things going on in my yeah. life, but I just choose not to let it bother me as much and I know that you know no matter what happens, you know, it all works out. I mean, there's actually a point where I was actually living in my van, you know, because I I pretty well, I'd lost everything. And I figured that at that point, you know, that's not that bad, you know, it, it it happened, you know, so, so let's just not let that happen again. But let's look at everything in a positive light. And let's look at everything, you know, in a way that allows us to you know, move, move forward through these things, because there's always going to be more things that are going yeah. to happen. There's always going to be these yeah. issues. So is that, is that kind of along the same lines of well, what you're, what you're well, saying? I
1: love, I love everything that you're saying. So first of all, I want to really acknowledge, like, that's so awesome that you can see that. And also that what you're pointing at is there can be no freedom when there is need, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? absolutely. So the fascinating thing about being a multimillionaire now and flow and ease is you can't need it. That doesn't mean you don't hold the intention and then be flexible on how you're going to achieve it, but you, and not let go of that intention, right? Like I, I create exactly what I say I'm going to create, right? But how I actually create it is always very fascinating. Like I never know how it's all going to come together because it always looks a little bit differently sometimes in, in the way that it all works out, but I always create the result that I want. So inside of that, there can be no need. As soon as we need something, what happens to us is the way the mind works is any, th- any time we need something, then we go into our ego to try to control it. And that creates an attachment. The need creates an attachment, right? Mm-hmm. So even though I'm really wealthy, I'm not attached to money. hmm It's like I don't really have any attachment to it. In fact, people laugh at me because I drive a two. I own outright a 2006 Range Rover that I've had forever that I bought cash for, and I've never replaced my car. And people are like, "But you could buy any car." And I have, I have driven many, every probably every car. But the funny thing is, is I have no attachment to it. And my car is in perfect condition. Mm-hmm. Like my car looks brand new in the inside. So there's no, there's no reason for me to go out and buy a new car. It runs yeah. really, really great, but I'm not depriving myself of something or going, Oh, you can't do that because what are people going to think about you if you're spending this or what it's not from an, any kind of attachment or judgment or resistance. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's completely from flow. Yet what I would say, just going a little deeper, the reason why I can live this free is what is going to come back to what I found that everybody wants to know about. Like, mm-hmm. so here's how it really works. Is this a good time to say? Absolutely. That? Let's okay. Do it. Okay. Let's I want to make sure it works for it. what you're doing. Okay. <laughs> and it helps if I show a visual, like just even if you're audio only, I just want to say it out loud. Like when I, because when I do it, it makes me click into place each piece yep, but yep. here's here's how it actually works this is what I spent my whole life looking for that it's I like it. oh my gosh this is gonna be it's it's mind-blowing so first of all have you ever heard of the movie Inception oh
0: yeah absolutely you
1: know DiCaprio okay yeah so DiCaprio so remember when in the movie and I don't remember the line exactly but he's like oh what do you think is the most deadliest thing to man do you think it's disease or something else or something else and he's like no it's when an idea gets implanted into a mind and then you forget, it creates a perception and you forget that you created it.
0: Oh, wow. I don't remember that line, but that is, yeah. Okay. That is powerful. Watch, okay.
1: This is actually what has happened to every human being on the planet and why they struggle watch this this is really freaking awesome so let's just say so on your lifeline right so Mm -hmm. when you're born we're all born whole perfect and complete not one baby is born with a self-esteem issue Mm -hmm. not one yeah and there was a, a harmony to you if you can feel this matt like there was a harmony to you you totally trusted yourself you trusted others and you trusted life man you thought the whole world was for you, mm-hmm. like everything was for you and you were connected to everything. So there was no separation between you and the world. This is going back really young, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I see a lot of like two year olds and you know, when the trauma happens, but this is like, we're all whole connected. Everything is for us. And then something happens, right? So as a child grows, they grow by an emotional bond of trust. Mm-hmm. And when that trust gets broken, so trauma is in the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. it's not in the situation. It doesn't matter if it's not what society considers a trauma. It could be somebody took away your favorite toy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: So let's not like, I don't want to make it like, Oh, it has to be this huge. No, that was huge for that child. Yeah. Like it literally is whatever is traumatic for that child. When that, when that happens, like, so when that experience happens, as you grow from an emotional bond of trust, and then it shocks you, blindsides you, confuses you, causes you to doubt like yourself, others in the world, like everything starts to spin like, wait a minute. And there becomes, and it's it's more of a feeling because it's not happening in the mind. It, it's in the emotional mind, the subconscious, where we pull back within ourselves, we become separated, it's too hard of a word, but it's emotional, separated, alone, feel like something's wrong with us, like we're not good enough, or, you know, there's something wrong with us in some capacity, because the child internalized it to mean that either you witnessed it, or it actually happened directly to you. That day that you experienced this emotional trauma, that's when you had that emotional trauma is the day that you created your ego. Okay. Okay this is the birth of the ego, which I never thought, like I've heard for years, this ego that I'm like, I don't have an ego. Cause in my mind, ego is something like, oh, that's for people who are really like full of themselves or, you know, and I'm not, I'm, I don't have any any kind of filter like that in fact I'm inferiority ego isn't really my go-to right I would be the people pleaser and always kind you know where superiority ego is the domineering or the rebel right Mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter each one is still surviving right Mm -hmm. so it's not one's right one's wrong both are equally surviving not none of them are effective Right. Long time for fulfillment for fulfillment. So this is the day we created our egos. So that is the false self that we created as a way to survive that experience. So then from that, you know, whether we became the people pleaser, whether we became the rebel, whether we became the comedian, whether we became I had to be the smart one, or I have to be the, you know.
0: You're kind of railing those off. Is there are there like is there a certain number of I guess egos that that and ways that you deal with
1: things yeah there's there's only two egos right because the law of polarity Mm -hmm. is always existing right so there's the inferiority ego and the superiority ego okay so the superiority ego are our terrorists Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right our superiority ego are people who have built success completely from you know surviving again all about greed Like, and it doesn't matter which way inferiority ego is all of like the people pleasing, the hiding, the not wanting to be seen, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So can you feel those two? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And so then, so this is the day we created our ego from that day forward, every negative experience we've had will be the same damn pattern. It will be a different place, different phase, Different situation, but ultimately it will always feel the same. It doesn't shift. That once this is cooked, you're cooked. Like until we heal it, right? This is how this is why no matter how much money I had, I still felt inferior. No matter how much money I got, it didn't. Money did not change. It just made me an insecure, wealthy person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a funny thing? <laughs> that is, uh... Isn't it funny? I never knew that that could happen. Yeah. Okay. Cause my whole life I told myself, I just need to become wealthy. So I'll be okay. Yeah. I just need to become wealthy so I can be okay. And then I got wealthy and I wasn't okay. And I was like, I'm screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then once we heal it and then we, what happens is we return to this wholeness okay that we felt before the trauma happened and then we can create our lives and our wealth and everything our businesses from this wholeness right and so here's what's different about this the reason why they've not figured this out all of the whole world why they haven't figured it out like i've gone to therapy for years they keep looking for it in the mind okay okay it's not in the mind okay like, and I'm going to give you exact examples. So it really grounds this into practical um, and everything, but the mind is just the ego. Like that voice is just a symptom of the deeper underlying root cause of the trauma. Okay. okay. So here's how it happens. This is what really happens to us. So because before the age of seven, we only have a subconscious mind, a feeling mind. We don't have a conscious mind. What happens is everything went in emotional, right? Which is why I got stuck between as soon as something would treat me, I would get emotional and then my brain would stop working, right? Uh, Because you can't think greater than how you feel. Yeah, You cannot think greater than how you feel. That's why somebody who goes into overreacting or reacting because it's coming from their trauma, they get stuck and they can't see a way out of that to the other side, Mm -hmm. right? I couldn't see a way out inside of that pattern. So what happens to us is then as we grow after the age of seven, we develop the conscious mind, right? This is why as teenagers, we were like, oh, I don't agree with that. We start rebelling, yeah. right? We are yeah. like, cause that was, is, gives us the ability to accept or reject an idea. Well, here's where the sabotage happens. So where we've had this trauma, we get stuck looping from the emotional mind to the logical mind. Okay. We know what to do, but we can't feel like we can do it. We just don't feel like we're capable. We don't feel capable of doing it. So we get caught between these two sides of ourselves, which ends up feeling conflicted inside. And another way to hear this is this is why many people, the reason why public speaking is the number one fear is because it actually comes from this inner conflict because that looping creates this from that ego self. It creates this, I want to be seen. I want to do big things, but please don't see me Yeah. because if yeah. you see me, you're going to see everything that's really wrong with me. So I have to keep that a secret. And so see me, don't see me. See me, don't see me is really what's happening inside of every single person who's struggling. Does that yeah. make sense?
0: That, that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that completely yeah. does. So, so how do you, how do you, how do you fix that? How do you reframe yourself and, and get past those, those limitations.
1: Yeah. We actually don't fix it through the mind because it's not in the mind. We actually go back and help them heal the emotional trauma that happened, right? Because I'm a business coach that heals trauma. So we Mm -hmm. heal the trauma and then we free them. We help them go like it come, they come back into wholeness. And then, because here's the other thing that this creates And then we help them build six and seven figure businesses. But here's here's the other thing that this helps, this does. So that day that we created this, the ego, the false self, we went into a perception of reality. This is where that inception from that movie really takes hold. An idea got implanted into our emotional mind. Mm -hmm. And then it became like, who we thought we were, and it changed the entire trajectory of our life. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, so when we heal this, we actually, so consider if you can feel it, it's like we went through a keyhole, right?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: When we actually, when we help them heal, we actually bring them back through the keyhole and they become back into reality no longer a perception of reality, which is why all of my people, why I'm known as the awakened entrepreneurs. people would say, Oh my gosh, Mia, I feel so awake. Like yeah. you can see everything. Like you're no longer in the movie getting thrown around by the waves and the mm-hmm. attacks and all the things, but you're outside of the movie and you're now looking at everything. And you're like, I see everything, you know, kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> It really it. does feel like that. It's like so freaking amazing. And people are like, oh my gosh, this is like the most amazing experience. And it is because it's life, life-giving. And so like, as an example, like, cause I want to ground it so you can see. So there was a guy that came to me, he was like 57 years old and he had never been able to scale his business, right? Like he knows what he needs to get to the next level. And his biggest fear was that people can reject him and that they're gonna control him. And they're gonna tell him, no, we're not gonna, the banks won't gonna aren't gonna give him more money. So he's like, I just can't, I've never been able to build wealth, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So when he came to me, I said, okay, let's look at your trauma. And he said, well, you know, you know, I've been to therapy, I've done all these years, I've done personal development, I've done all that. And here's my trauma. My trauma is when I was three years old, I died of an asthma attack. And I said, no, that's not your trauma. And I said, the reason is because that will be the next one right mm-hmm. the the first one that created it was not this one like the re they happen they start happening pretty quickly once you've had the first one the next one will just be a bigger version of this one mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i said no 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 like come i want you to come from you have no idea what it is so i'm i helped him find it right like it's, it's very easy i can do this in my sleep so i helped him find his trauma and what his was was which makes total sense for his entire life is when he was 18 months old he used to like he was barely walking he used to climb out of his crib hit the floor crawl over to the wall and then hold on and and like go into the house and start exploring Okay. okay his mother didn't know what to do with him so one day she put him in the crib and locked the door
0: oh that stopped, was
1: yeah. so tra- traumatic for him. He screamed, he cried, it broke his heart. Like, yeah. and it's really deep, right? These emotions are really deep. Like the one person he felt complete connection with completely got destroyed and there was a separation that mm-hmm. happened. And then from that day forward, like he, the decisions he made was other people will control you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to
1: be like, you have to be the good boy. You can't do anything wrong
0: Yeah,
1: because they'll lock you up. Yeah, It was so traumatic for him that he says, oh my gosh, Mia, now that you're saying this to me, I remember like being really young, always like when my mom would take me in the car somewhere, I would literally be in fear going, are, do you know where we are? Are you sure you know where we are? Like he was, he yeah. felt that much anxiety yeah. or even being three
0: wow that's interesting that is really it so how do you how did you bring him back to that point i mean because obviously a lot of people can't remember when they're 18 months old yeah. or you know what happened. Oh, how do you how do you go back that far i mean do you need family members to to, nope, to go back no no
1: no the the awesome thing about the subconscious mind is it's like a the hard drive in your computer right it's mm-hmm. like a storage thing it literally remembers everything. Wow. What you have to do is be able to ask it the right questions. Mm-hmm. And then because this is not in the conscious mind, which is why everybody misses this. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want everybody. To, the reason people miss this, it's not because it's their fault. They're only doing what they were told to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But the reason why they're missing it is they keep thinking. It's what you logically remember. This is not logical. It's emotional. So mm-hmm. what you have to do is actually feel for the answers. Like, And my book will like literally guide you step-by-step step to ask the questions, like mm-hmm. what it is exactly that is happening. It will literally guide you. But what you do is you literally will feel for the answers and you'll go back to a feeling place of your earliest memory that mm-hmm. before this experience happened, you totally trusted yourself. You trusted yeah. others and you trusted life and then something happened something happened that shocked you confused you caused you to doubt yourself you want to feel for the answer and allow the feeling because the feeling will happen first and it'll shoot an image into your mind now you don't need a whole scene like the um one guy all he could tell me was i only remember feeling like, like i just remember somebody grabbed my arm really hard like this and i'm like great just stay there just stay there and now let's ask that questions from there because you're going to see that it all starts to come back like it's like an onion the The subconscious mind is once you ask it the questions it always remembers and then once you get curious from there, it will show you more, and That's it will show really you more. Cool. yeah it's really cool yeah like we just healed a girl um today actually my partner is the you know master healer so now he does them i used to do them but now he's you know he's brilliant at it and he's highly intuitive and um he can read and feel all everything that's happening in someone's body so Mm -hmm. he does those now and i focus more on the the business part of it but he just healed a girl today and the, what came to her in the subconscious mind was she, she was like, I don't know why I'm feeling this, but I feel like I was like, like my mother shook me really bad. Like I was crying in my crib and she grabbed me and she shook me. She's he's like, she goes, I think I'm making that up though. And he's like, no, 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 just trust the feeling. Anyway, the reason why I'm saying that is she went back to her mom and she called her, you know, did you remember shaking me at the, you know, when I was <laughs> 18 months old or whatever it was at the age. And she goes, yeah, I'm so sorry. I really did shake you. And she's like, oh my gosh, that was true. But the, the wow. subconscious mind always knows. Yeah. It yeah, always knows.
0: I can't wait to read your book. I can remember. I I remember being a kid. Well, so so I remember being very, very young and I would always I would always be so nervous that like when my parents would go out to dinner or whatever it was. And, and my parents divorced when I was in third grade, so this was before that. But I can remember being my grandparents would come over and and we would have dinner, and then I would go up to bed. I would never fall asleep. I was like terrified until I heard the garage door open because then I knew that they were I knew that they were safe. I knew that they were home. So
1: yeah. that would have our- happened. It would have happened before that. Like it would, the trauma would have been, because by then now that's a pattern, in which is, yeah. can you see, this is going to be beautiful. Can you see that that pattern is that what caused your burnout of the first company? I, Do you I see, see the that. pattern? Yeah, yes. Absolutely. The pattern I can see is that. the same. It's yeah. the same. It doesn't change. This yeah. is the coolest part. It's like the same damn pattern. But that it got created earlier than that one because by then you had already cooked it, right? Like yeah, yeah. You had already had the inception point. So we have to go earlier. It's going to be really young. You, you want to look when you were like two and three and like really young. You know, it could be four, it could be five, don't do don't get me wrong, because it can be all any of those ages, but definitely way before seven, like yeah. way before six, rarely do I see a six-year-old. I think I've had one six-year-old in all the years, but most often it's like really young. Mine was like between four and five but yeah.
0: Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. Yeah, no, I, I, Mia, this is, this is really, really interesting stuff. So, so your book, your book. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. What's, who, uh, it meant for more. So what is, who is that for? I mean, is that for anyone? Is it more focused on business (laughs) or what, uh, who did you write it for?
1: Yeah, I wrote it for, well, because I grew up poor and then I've, once I, you know, I made that promise at 13 years old, that when I, when I figured this out, I was going to give it to the world. And I really am a woman of my, of my promises. So my commitment and my uh, mission is to help 5,000 entrepreneurs or business owners, right. Mm -hmm. Who can then go and they will be totally impacted by it. Like you don't, you're not the, you're not the same after this. You, yeah. you come back home to yourself. You're just more of you. Yeah. So you live from your, your potential. And so my goal is, or my mission is to help 5,000 so that they then go and help their own 5,000. Yeah. So yeah. that some that by, before I die, I'm 53, that my intention is that I have impacted indirectly 25 million people Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. what I'm really standing for. So I'm that not looking is... to go this way. I'm looking to go this way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so th- it, yeah. it's so amazing that you say that because it, so we we also invest in multifamily apartment. Housing, and that's the exact reason why we got involved in it was because you know you you provide housing to people. I mean that's that's one of nice. the the Maslow uh, hierarchy of needs. I mean you know number two, right? So so that was one of the the core reasons why because we felt that we can impact a lot of people again, give them, you know, that, that home, that security that, you know, some people don't necessarily have. So, um, so the exact same exact same kind of mission. So this is, yeah, that's really, really cool. It's so
1: good. It's so good. It's life altering. We get so many referrals. Like we, we get the, the, like if it's a spouse, like whatever the spouse is, they recommend their, then their spouse comes through. Yeah. Then we've had um best friends come through. Then they, we've had like um, extended family members. We have this one lady. She, not only she came through this entire thing, but she, you know, she has had five of her family members do this. Wow. Then we had this one guy who had his grown children come through it. Like we've had just, it's just incredible. And it's, it's life altering. So like, they're just like, it just never It's the gift that keeps on giving, you know? Kind of like housing where it's like, you know, then once you have a house, you know, and have that security, it's like that. that's a gift that keeps on giving day in and day out. It's very much like that because once this happens, it's life altering. It's not, it's in no way enabling or dependency of any kind. It really creates this complete freedom, free to be, because here's the cool thing, which I know you'll love based on the universal law of polarity, because consider, Matt, that we only really know who we are when we know who we're not. So when we mm-hmm. know our ego, which is that we, we, you really, when you go through the breakthrough, it literally, we show you the exact like because you're telling us we just pull it out of you yeah we show you exactly who you became which is your ego and then you actually once the person comes through it they you tell us who you really are who you were before that and so when you have those contrasting ways of being mm-hmm. and i mean down to like the decisions you made the attitudes you have the behaviors you do the actions and the habits you are like it's like a whole being, right? Yeah. Each yeah. one has that when you know who you are, then you know who you're not. Like that's how then growth becomes massive because there's no longer there this constant thinking that there's something missing. It's more now about, oh wow, who am I being? Oh, I was I was actually being my ego. Oh wow, why did that trigger me? And then you can see the pattern and Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, that was why that did that. Oh, and then it's so easy to let things go and allow them because they no longer have meanings, attachments, judgments, or wanting us to control something in order to try to feel okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is so deep. I, I, I love this. I, I could sit here and talk about this. I know, I, I know. Is, I'm sorry. It's amazing. Is, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Mia, if, if uh, people want to learn more about you, yeah, your yeah. programs, how would they reach out and get in touch?
1: Absolutely. They can download the book for free. The, you know, They can literally go to Mia, M-I-A, meantformorebook.com. So it's mia Book.com. And then you need a password because it is free. So you just want to enter free book, capital F, all one word, free book and download it for free. That way you can read it and uncover for yourself. Cause I, I love, I get messages every day in my inbox saying what they uncovered and what mm-hmm. their trauma was which is really, really cool to see what that is. So I'm always excited to hear what yeah, happens. I love it. I can't,
0: I can't wait to read it. I, I certainly awesome. be downloading it. So I love awesome. it. Mia, this is, this is really, really fun. This has been a lot of, very, very special. So I, yeah. I really appreciate the time and uh, thank you so much thank for being you. on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Matt. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.